Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. What is going on? Holy moly. Just got done watching Thursday Night Football. Back-to-back, just incredible Thursday Night games. Thank God, and I I, I really want to thank the NFL for not listening to Twitter, not listening to several of the NFL players that all wanted Thursday Night Football canceled. I'm really not sure what we would do. I know there's playoff baseball now. Maybe we could listen to a podcast. I don't know. But that game was just fantastic. It was. Now, I'm, I got a soft spot in my heart for the NFC West. But, man, that, that was as good as it gets. Seattle Rams. Seattle somehow. I guess not somehow because they were in full control. Then they were out of control. Then it looked like the Rams were going to win. What, what a crazy game. We'll, we'll dive into really both sides. Uh, then I want to touch on Stefan Diggs and kind of the drama that's going on there. Then like basically every Friday that we do now, just I go over every game, just a couple minutes each game, the first couple things that come to my head and what I'm looking for in the game. And then we end the podcast like we do every week with uh, the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. Slide up into those uh, my Instagram DMs, ask me a question, and we answer it right here. Same as my Twitter handle, easiest way to get a hold of me. But, whoa, what what a game. Now, I you know, there was a moment early in the game when Pete Carroll elected to kick a field goal, and it almost bit him in the butt. It, it really did, because you coach scared, you, you deserve to lose. And I never feel bad for a coach that loses a game when he makes a decision that, it's like, Pete, you're fourth and one, you have an identity. And that's the one thing you say about Seattle, is they have an identity. And I was thinking about watching the game, 
Because there's this narrative that you hear a lot, especially with older people. The NFL is better when the Redskins matter, when the Raiders matter, and just all these old school teams that were good like the 70s, 80s, or 90s that aren't good anymore. And I was just thinking watching this game, bullshit. Like, new teams emerge. Seattle has now become a staple in the NFL. That had an SEC-like environment just watching it on television. They have a name for their fans, the 12s. They were owned, you know, he just passed away recently, but Paul Allen, one of the richest men in America, hires Pete Carroll, he hires John Schneider, and they are going on essentially what is a 10-year run, and really since about 2012, of just kicking ass and taking names. They won a Super Bowl, they went to another, they've mattered several years, they make the playoffs every year except one over that time period, and that one year they missed, they went 9-7. and seven. And right now they're 4-1, and one, and clearly, you know, I would say they are the favorite right now to win the NFC West. They're the favorite right now to win the NFC West. And they're led by just this superhuman player in Russell Wilson. And he is... Ex- it's hard to even describe when you watch him just how good he is. Because their team... Actually, their team, I think, is a little better this year than it has been the last couple years. Tyler Lockett is is as good as he's ever been. Chris Carson's really coming into his own. Will Disley's now a, a, kind of a sleeper star. Uh, DK Metcalf's a playmaker, though. He had a couple bad drops. Like they, they got players. Dwayne Brown, their offensive line's playing a lot better. But when you watch Russell Wilson, it's like you're watching an NBA player. Just get on my back, I got you guys. But, and this is where I give Pete Carroll and just his f- philosophical beliefs on the way to operate a football team, like, they have a clear identity. They want to pound the football down your throat. And analytical Twitter's like, stop running the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Well, they control you because they run the ball. Chris Carson, who's clearly one of their better players on the team, and just his style of running makes you want to say uncle. Just relentless. Running you over, running you over, running you over nonstop. And it controls the game. And that enables them to hit their big plays and play action. Where Russell Wilson, you'd say, I don't know, the best deep ball thrower in the history of the league? Definitely the most beautiful deep ball we've ever seen. But just as a, as a TV product, like I said, the a night game in Seattle is really, really tough to beat right now in the NFL. Maybe New Orleans, maybe Arrowhead. Like They're on a small list of the cream of the crop. They have a collegiate feel to them. Then they have a player that is a absolute superstar. And watching this game, you realize, well, I think Mahomes is the heavy favorite to win the MVP. Most people listening, I think we'd all agree with that. If he stays healthy, he's just going to win back-to-back MVPs. But the first couple weeks, it was like, oh, is Lamar Jackson going to be in the mix? Oh, what about this guy? What about Dak? What about this guy? You know, who the, you know who's going to be second in the MVP? And definitely the most valuable player, non-Mahomes? It's Russell Wilson. What would the Seattle Seahawks be without Russell Wilson if you just put average quarterback on their team, like Kirk Cousins? If Kirk Cousins was Seattle's quarterback, how many games would they win? Three? Four? Now, Pete Carroll would probably get him like six, maybe seven. Even Clowney. Now, they didn't give up that much for Clowney, but you don't feel his presence like you do Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. Like, he's a different level guy. As you saw, for them to get pressure, they had to blitz constantly. But at the end of the day, Russell Wilson is just their separating factor. He has been, I'd say, really for the last four or five years. You know, early on, people forget. Because that's the world we live in, heat of the moment, and I'm just as guilty as anybody, prisoner of the moment, of just, for a while, definitely the first two or three years, he would make a remarkable play here and there, 
But their defense was leading the charge. I mean, they had the number one scoring defense for four straight. You could not score on them. Like, Jared Goff could not have pulled that off against the Legion of Boom. But you can pull it off against this group. That try hard, play hard. They're just not as anywhere near as talented as that group. They're an offensive team. They're going to outscore you. That's, that's the 2019 Seattle Seahawks. But even with some of their coaching flaws, like, hey, hey Pete Carroll and Sean McVay, you guys realize that this new pass interference rule is, is only for egregious errors. Close your eyes and envision New Orleans, LA last year to end the game. That's what the rule is for. Not basic hand fighting and then people, middle cop, it's the letter of the law. He extended his arm, he's touching him. That's, pa-. That's not what they're doing. They've even said so. This is not ticky-tack stuff. It has to be egregious. Stop throwing the penalty flags for pass interference, either offensive or defensively, on non-egregious errors. They're not going to overturn it. I, I, Because I have no life, or you know, I get paid to watch football however you want to quantify it, I've watched a, a large majority of the NFL games this year. And it doesn't, besides like one play, they haven't overturned any of them. They're not going to do it. So Pete, Sean McVay, come on, fellas. Now Sean actually challenged an even worse play. Like Sean, his feet aren't in. The challenging tonight. The coaching tonight was a little hit or miss. I I do think it's easy. Everyone on Twitter is always Bill Walsh of play calling. And again, I'm guilty too. You always know more than the coach. When you run the ball as consistently as they did, on that fourth down that got a little dicey where they basically ran option and Russell Wilson pitched to the locket, I don't mind doing something a little out of the ordinary. Isn't that the point of coaching? It's like a boxing match, right? When you're just pounding them with lefts, well, eventually, when you're going for the knockout, they're going to protect against the left, so you should hang a right. He tried to hang a right, and they sniffed it out, and it didn't, it didn't work. That's the one thing about play calling. When stuff doesn't go as planned, it can look really bad, and you can look like an idiot. Like, to me, I, I, I like their play calling. I Especially in this game. They wanted to control the clock. They wanted to keep that offense off the field. Seattle's defense, like I said, this is not LOB. They're not that talented, especially in the back end. They don't really have, quote-unquote, like cover corners, right? That's not really their deal. Guys are wide open all night. We'll get into Goff and McVay. But they're going to win on offense. Russell Wilson's going to make just highlight real plays, and they're going to pound you running the football. That is who Seattle is. That's who Pete wants to be, and everyone acts like he's archaic. And we'll get into Mike Zimmer later. The difference is his shit works. They can they win every year. They go to the playoffs every year. And this team, which I think is better than the last two years team, if somehow they could win 12, 13 games and get home field advantage, or even the two seed, who's no one's going into Seattle in the playoffs and, and winning a playoff game. That's, that's not happening. So Seattle kind of flexed their muscles tonight. Because they've been playing just random teams and looking, you know, you watch them against the Cardinals, you're like, who are these guys? You watch them tonight, like, they show who they are. They got some championship blood in them. They got Pete Carroll. They got Russell Wilson. They got an ethos as a squad, which is we're going to run the ball down your throat. And on defense, we're just going to fly around, even if we're not as talented, but we're going to play really hard. And that, that was a really impressive win by Seattle. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long time long way away with over 122 million parts you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now the Rams have lost back-to-back games. And I I don't want to say it's a must-win game, but a week from Sunday, they play the 49ers. And depending on what happens the Monday night game against the Browns, that game could be pretty freaking big. I mean, if the Rams were to go 3-3 and and let's say the Niners win... Monday night and are five and zero. Oh, that'd be a pretty big deal. But I, 
it's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. I the one thing I noticed tonight, and I have nothing but respect for this guy, is Sean McVay. Like I, I I've been saying from the jump, I thought the Rams were gonna come back to earth a little bit. You just can tell their team's not quite as talented, even though offensively, Cooper Cup's now back, Robert Wood's still a stud, Higby's a solid player, this this Everett guy they drafted a couple years ago is really good. Todd Gurley's just fine. But Sean McVay's special. His feel for play calling is awesome. One thing I really notice, and I think this is key, I I used to be pretty immature when it came to stress. I used to freak out, you know, definitely in my teens and my 20s. Hell, I mean, probably my early 30s too. I've gotten a lot better at it. Now, some of it's just breathing. Some of it's just realizing freaking out doesn't do that much for you. But it's taken me 20 plus years to realize how to handle stress. And I'm still, I don't want to claim I'm perfect by any means, but I've gotten a lot better at it. I, but I'm also not in situations. I mean, I record podcasts. I do periscopes. You know, I, I, I phone into radio stations. Like, my, my job isn't that stressful, right? I'm, I don't also have 20 million people watching me on the sideline when things are going wrong. Did you notice Sean McVay when they called the late, the roughing penalty on Clay Matthews, which was extreme? Like, come on, guys. He barely touched him. He hit him legally. It's not the He didn't freak out. 99% of coaches, besides like Belichick and, and like Coach Reed, are losing their mind, especially the young crew of coaches. And Sean McVay didn't. Because what does freaking out do? They're not going to overturn the call. The one thing I consistently like about Sean McVay is his sideline demeanor. He's never feels out of sorts. And that's why his team, when the game felt like it was over when, they, when Seattle picked the ball, and then you realize, well... They got the two-minute warning, and then they got two timeouts. You start doing the math. You're like, the game's actually not over. And then the Rams drive right down the field. Because Sean McVay's personality is very even keel. He's not too high. I mean, he gets he gets fired up when they score, but he doesn't get too low when things go against him. He does not freak out, at least that I've noticed. And his quarterback, very similar. You know, Jared Goff, Bay Area guy, the California cool, very laid back. To me, that helps them in situations like tonight. You're going on the road in Seattle, a place this, a place historically the last in the Pete Carroll era have chewed good quarterbacks up and spit them back out. The noise, the environment. He was pinned up against his own end zone a couple times, and he was 29 of 49 for 395 yards, a touchdown and a pick, and the pick was pretty freaky. And he should have had two touchdowns if Robert Woods just drags his feet. Jared Goff was phenomenal last night. And is he a little flawed? Sure. But I'll tell you what he's not. He's not a scrub. And he's not a bad player. How many young quarterbacks under 30 could have done what he just did in Seattle? In that environment, on a short week, off a loss. His ability to understand the offense. And again, it gets back to, yeah, is he scheme-oriented? Is is the system driving him? Whatever. Like, that's that's football. And he's... he He... Uh, executes what he's asked to do the majority of the time since he's been the quarterback for Sean McVay. And really since he's been the quarterback, starting quarterback in college football. Like for for multiple years at Cal, they were putting up huge numbers and their defense was the worst defense in the NFL. But his demeanor, I, I love Jared Goff's demeanor. And I think if you're not from California, it's like, he doesn't care. He looks lethargic. I kind of like that. You know, sometimes when you get too high at quarterback, it does it works against you especially in situations where you can't hear anything, you're down late on the road, you're down one point, you try to drive the whole field. 
Now that's a whole nother question. Like, hey, Ken Norton and Pete Carroll, stop playing prevent defense. Just play normal defense. Make them make them beat you. Now I, I get the counters always. Well, we don't want to have a broken play. Go for a touchdown. The, I, one thing I know, it's a tried and true formula. In that situation, with under a couple minutes to go, and you're up, and they have to just get a field goal, and you play prevent defense, they're getting in field goal range. What whoever the team is, like ninety percent of the time. And when it's McVay and Goff, they're going to get in field goal range. And I thought Goff put on a clinic on that drive. Not freaking out, taking what was there for him. He knows exactly what routes to work, when to work them. Hot routes in different situations in the second half. You can't quantify even on TV. Just I've been there a couple times, how loud that place is. And you could tell, like, they were on one tonight. That had a feel like... Like this team's pretty good. This game is big because the Rams are big. Like that that had a, like a Niner Seattle feel of five or six years ago. You could tell those people in the stadium, the twelves as they call them, took some pride in that bad boy. And Jared Goff answered the bell. And he's a guy that basically every show I turn on or every article I read, kind of taking a crap on him. He's not good enough. He's you know this way overpaid. And like I said, I, is he Mahomes or is he Carson Wentz? No. Is he? Would I like to pay him $110 million? I, yeah, I'd like that number to probably be about 85 maybe 90 you know, on the high end. But it is what it is. The price is the price. And you can win with Jared Goff. Because clearly tonight, he ain't their problem. You know what their problem is? Is Aqib Tlaib's kind of a shell of himself. Marcus Peters is one of the biggest boomer bust corners we've ever seen in NFL history. He either creates a pick six he has a fumble six, or he gives up a touchdown. Like, there's literally no middle ground with the guy. He just, he gives up big plays. One, He either makes a big play, or he gives it up. And to me, I could somewhat live with it because of the plays that he makes. But in a, in a game like tonight, where he just didn't make a play, he's a liability. You know, in, in a game like tonight, where Russell Wilson is 17-23, he's not even throwing anything close to a pick. They're not going to turn over the ball. Like, hey, Marcus, I need you to cover the guy. Stop standing flat-footed. Keep the guy in front of you and just tackle him. That's what we need out of you, my man. We're paying you whatever, your fifth-year option. You're making a lot of money. Just, we don't need a pick six. We just need a a pass deflection. We just need an open field tackle, you know? Stop standing flat-footed and hoping you can jump on an out route. That's not gonna happen. So, as I talked about last Thursday, one of the fatal flaws right now of the Philadelphia Eagles is their defensive backfield. I think you could say the same for the corners with the LA Rams, except they're just way more famous than Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib. They, they are liabilities right now. That They really are. And if it wasn't for Jared Goff and the Rams offense just scoring all these points, even despite, he had to throw for 400 yards. They got 50 yards out of Todd Gurley. He had a couple touchdowns, but they were both red zone goal line touchdowns. If, the, if it wouldn't have been for a 27-yard end around to Brandon Cooks, they would have had like 50 yards rushing. Like, this is not some powerhouse rushing team anymore. They're, they're basically going four and five wide when we know Jared Goff's going to throw, and he was able to get the job done. I think a lot of people, I, I mean, I'm getting DMs tonight, like, is he is, is Jared Goff worse than Derek Carr? Is, is Jared Goff not, like, Jared Goff's pretty damn good. I, I think we hold people to these crazy standards of, like, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. If you're between, like, eight and 12 guy, like a, like a Jared Goff, like a Dak Prescott, you can win. And if you're calm, cool, and collected, 
and are accurate in big spots, you can be a really good player. And you saw tonight, like, Jared Goff's still a really good player. And his head coach is clearly really special. It's why even if the Rams, let's say the Niners beat him next week, I would not write them off. I think Sean McVay, the culture they have, they play their ass off. Like, that's the one thing Pete Carroll's team's hung his hat on over this 10-year run is just, one, they've had great players, but they always play really, really hard. And I think you see the same thing beside the DBs with the Rams. They play really, really hard. And as long as you do that and you have good coaches and good players, you're going to be in the mix. I, I, I can't wait for Rams Seattle Part 2. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the black buffalo herd, Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built... The boxes from scratch had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming 
from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's get into the Minnesota Vikings. My guy, Mike Zimmer, who looks like he's losing a little control of the squad, and Stefan Diggs, which reportedly has asked for a trade, though he denied it, but he didn't really deny it. A little bizarre. One of the... I, I wouldn't say I'm anti-player movement. I'm actually probably like anybody. Player movement's really fun. Watching guys hit free agency, watching players get traded. There's a big difference, I think, with the player movement in the NBA. Like, Paul George has just signed a $160 million contract, and a year later, he goes to the Thunder and said, trade me, right? Anthony Davis was under contract for $150 million, still had a year left, and basically quit in the middle of the season. Like Kawhi saying, hey, Greg Popovich, I, I, I think you're kind of an asshole. Uh, I, don't think, I don't trust the training staff. I want out. You know, I, for, he did quit. <laughs> you know, they, they played the Warriors in the playoffs and he didn't show up. But if he truly felt like that to, in his heart, that they were out to screw him, I get why you don't trust him, right? And would want out. And, like, Kyrie Irving, to me, was much more of, like, an NFL style. LeBron tried to trade him. So he said, screw you guys, I want out. Plus, I know LeBron's going to jump ship to L.A., get me the hell out of here. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with Kyrie asking out. Get, get the hell out of there. I'd want out, too. LeBron's just going to screw you no matter what. And then he's going to blame someone else. Where, if you've seen in football, these guys kind of requesting trades. Like, Jalen Ramsey's not trade me only to this place. He just said he wanted a trade. Get rid of me. Even Stephon Diggs was like, yeah, I don't really want to be here. Now, with Jalen Ramsey, it was kind of base right that maybe Tom Coughlin had said something weird to him. And I think we could all envision Tom Coughlin being mad at Jalen Ramsey and saying something that probably crossed the line. And I don't think it would be that out of character to crazy old curmudgeon Tom Coughlin. Well, Mike Zimmer, who is really the NFL's coaching version, because let's... Is Belichick kind of an a-hole? Yeah, he can be that, but his players really like him. They consistently win. It's just a tough program, but it's like, yeah, the Navy SEALs is hard, but I'm still a Navy SEAL. Like, it, it, the Patriots are hard, but I'm still a Patriot. It's it's good on your resume. Like, it's one thing to be really hard and be just be an old-school curmudgeon and be angry 24-7, and your team doesn't even win that much. If I was Stephon Diggs, especially when my head coach, who's just always angry, is all, all he wants to do is run the ball, and then I have this quarterback that can't complete a ball, I kind of understand, like, get me the hell out of here. The, the, the easiest way to avoid going down on the Titanic, right, is just not even get on the Titanic in the first place. He sees where this thing's going. And I, I had to look today because I'm like, I thought that Stephon Diggs had a pretty good year with Kirk Cousins. He had a career year in 2018. He had 100-plus catches. He had over 1,000 yards. Then he had nine touchdowns. Like, he's, he's a really, really good player. But I think it's pretty clear he's in, a, he's in an environment that, one, is not conducive to his skill set anymore. They do not want to throw the ball. They want to run it 24-7, 365. Now, as I was talking to some people in the league this week, 
and this, this is what I told someone, and they kind of agreed. I, I think that the Bears, you, you've seen this, you see this in all sports. They say styles make fights, right? There have been certain teams over the years that gave the Warriors trouble, even when they had Kevin Durant. It was longer teams, like the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, actually typically teams in the East. Uh, the Philadelphia 76 if you had long wings and a big active center, you could give the Warriors some trouble. And different teams throughout that you might not think that would did, right? And just one team, you you would go, well, of course the Bears are going to give any team trouble. But they are specifically built to dominate zone-blocking run schemes. That's why they kicked the crap out of the Rams last year. That's why they just housed the Vikings. You know, if they played like the 49ers in the playoffs, it'd be a very, very tough matchup for the Niners because you can't run on them with a soft scheme. You might not have a chance to run with a physical scheme, but at least you might. You have no chance trying to zone block. Because Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Goldman, Danny Trevathan, now that Roquan, they will toss dudes and just be making plays left and right. You won't be able to run them, so you have to be able to pass. And Stephon Diggs is realizing, well, when we play good teams, and ultimately we're just going to play good teams, now it's shaping up to be one of the better divisions in football, if not the best division in football, right? One through four. The Bears, the Vikings the Packers, and the Lions. If you just look roster-wise, it might not even be close. They, they might be in a division by themselves. And then you look at just like any team when they're on, really good. I understand if I was Diggs why I'd want out. The, the coach does not want to pass you the ball. Clearly, I, and I said this last year, and I, 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 was, I was open and honest that Flip is my guy. I've known him since he was an assistant coach of the Raiders. I really like him. Friends with him. I, I, I don't hide agendas here. Like I have friends in the league. I embrace, like, I'm biased toward the Bears. I like Nagy. Bias toward the Chiefs. Veach and Andy are my guys. You know, I, I root for Howie. I just There are going to be certain guys that I just know that I'm going to root for. I root for Flip. And what's Flip doing? Oh, Gardner Minshew. Oh, they're winning games. Oh, yeah, shocker. Well, it turns out Zimmer, it, it might be Zimmer, right? And it might be that this guy's coming down the home stretch of having this job. Because when you have star players, and that's what Stefan Diggs is on their team, like they, they have one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver duo in the league. And whether Zimmer wanted him or whether it was Spielman, regardless, you have a quarterback that makes $27, $28 million. So I don't care if you're playing the 85 Bears. When you have two stud wide receivers and I'm paying you a premium, not just good, I'm paying you a boatload. I've invested just an insane amount of money in a three-year stretch to this quarterback who was, this guy wasn't a rookie, and he, he was an established player. So they knew what they were getting. They misevaluated it because he's just not good enough. Well, Stephon Diggs trying, starting to realize, one, my quarterback's not good enough, even though, like I said, a little ironic because they had a really good year together. But I think it, the bigger part is this offense, I, I'm irrelevant. I, I'm, just a, I'm just a blocking dummy out here. This sucks. And we're not going to be that good. And my head coach is always going to be angry. And I know that he doesn't really know the offense, but he's still probably yelling at me. And I got this offensive coordinator that's probably being undermined a little bit by the head coach and that might not know what he's doing. Like that Ed Stefanski, who when I lived in Philly, his dad, I think was the president of the Eagles, who's the offensive coordinator with the Vikings, is had been with the Vikings for like, I think over 10 plus years. And they finally made him the offensive coordinator. And it just, he's basically just doing what Zimmer wants him to do, but they got issues. They got problems. Like this, this is a franchise when you talk about like what team, what jobs are going to be available. If the Minnesota Vikings do not make the playoffs with this roster, I think 1 million percent Mike Zimmer gets fired. 
And the hard part is about the NFL, unlike the NBA, is like I gave those examples of like the Kyrie's and the Anthony Davises. Those guys are so rich. They can just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to show up to the game tomorrow. I'm just going to hang out at home. Like, if, don't give me a game check, whatever. I make $40 million a year. It's a little more difficult, even when you have a good contract like Diggs have, you can't really miss games. It's why I, I don't necessarily think Jalen Ramsey's making up this injury because they would probably find him. They're paying him a lot of money. You know, he, he was a top five pick. Like his contract, he's not making $500,000. So it gets a little trickier. I do understand why Dick showed up, but after watching the press conference, he doesn't want to be there. And I, I kind of support him. I, if I was him, I wouldn't want to be there either. Hey, let's bang out some of these games. We'll just go through them one by one with the spread. Ravens, minus three and a half on the road against the fighting Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I didn't like Mason Rudolph at all after the 49er game. But, first start on the road against what looks like to be a pretty good defense. Tough to judge him. He's going to play a lot better at home. Now, he's not playing the Bengals every week. But, it's just any young player is going to, especially a quarterback, is going to be more comfortable at home. So, I like the Steelers plus three and a half. The Ravens have come back to earth after playing... Basically, Cal Poly and UC Davis, a.k.a. the Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins. Those teams are terrible. Lamar Jackson hasn't been good the last two weeks, especially in the first halves of the game. He just looks a little overwhelmed. Now, the Ravens still have a lot of good players, and Lamar is still a major threat. But this is a game that I'm just going to go with the home team. This is a rivalry game. And back to Mason Rudolph, I I wouldn't bet on Mason Rudolph on the road. But if you tell me he's at home in a comfortable environment, coming off a win, so he's kind of got a little mojo and confidence going, I I like the Steelers plus three and a half. Bears at the Raiders. This game's in London because the Raiders play a London game for like 15 straight years. Got to like the Bears. I I just don't see how the Raiders score. I mean, last week they had a pick six and they had a 60-yard end around, which were 14 of their, whatever, 31 points. The, the Bears just don't give up points. Like, you're, you're not hitting an end around on them. Now, the one way they could could Chase turn the ball over? Yes, he, he could. You know, or is Chase Daniel, what I've kind of seen on the Twitter streets, is Chase Daniel better than Mr. Trubisky? He's physically not as gifted, but does he know the offense and is he in more control of his emotions and just more under control? Yeah, maybe. I, I just, the only way the Raiders have had success this year, again, the Broncos and in the Colts game, was running the ball and dominating with Josh Jacobs, who looks to be a really good player. A very physical running back. Well, I got bad news for Raiders fans. You don't run against the Bears. That's They don't do that. It's not allowed. They have, they have these guys named Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Goldman and Floyd and Trevathan. And they get a lot of dudes that make a lot of tackles behind the line of scrimmage. So I, I think you could tell me the Raiders play well and get their ass kicked. This is a this is a really tough matchup for Gruden and, and Derek. So I, I like the Bears minus five and a half. Cardinals Bengals. Initial reaction is I wouldn't wish this game on my worst enemy. Who's watching this game beside locals and family members? Because I I don't think I'd watch a snap. I, I found Kyler the Kyler Murray experience to not be that fun. Like whenever I watch, I'm just I'm not even that entertained. You know, I remember watching, even Lamar Jackson does some stuff where I go, I'm really entertained. Obviously, the RG3s, the Michael Vicks, I'm, I'm just not really seeing it. And if you've listened to me for a while, you know, I, I liked him coming out. So I'm not kicking the guy when he's down. But I just, maybe it's just because he's so small. I mean, he's just so tiny. I, I'm not seeing it. Vikings at the Giants. 
Sneaky big game for Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. Danny Dimes, they back-to-back wins. Saquon Barkley, who's, I don't know, not human, somehow has overcome a high ankle sprain in 15 days. He might play. The Vikings are just a much better team. If they don't let the internal dysfunction and the diminishing belief on a daily basis of Kirk Cousins ruin their franchise, they should kick the crap out of the Giants. But it does feel like the Giants got a little positive mojo going. This is this would have me on upset alert. If the Vikings lose this game, you could see Zimmer get fired on Monday. Like that would that might be all she wrote. Uh, but on paper, this game should not be very close at all. Another game that just sucks on paper because the Jets are rolling out. Sam Darnold still can't play. They're just their team's terrible. They're playing the Eagles, who should just kill them. I, I just. The Eagles are also coming right off a... Uh, the Jets are coming off a bye. The Eagles are coming off a Thursday night game. So that's... That wouldn't even matter. The Eagles could be coming off two days rest. They should kick the crap out of the Jets. It's impossible to even judge the Jets with their starting quarterback out. A little scouting, uh, you know, meet right here with Joe Douglas going back to Philly. Kind of cool. Not that that really matters. Again, the Eagles win this game. You're 3-2. and two, You start getting a little mojo going. This game's pretty good. Tampa at the Saints. One thing we know about Tampa is their coach is really good. Bruce Arians has been a head coach for how many years in Arizona, and he was excellent. He is a and he was a coach that one year when Chuck Pagano got hurt, and he was excellent. We know when Bruce Arians coaches your team, you are going to win. Worst case scenario, you're eight and eight, which I think the Cardinals were two years ago. Best case scenario, you're competing for a Super Bowl. You're in the NFC Championship game. Tampa Bay has weapons, and when I wep. Ends. Mike Evans, Godwin, Ronald Jones is coming on. The two tight ends, Brayton O.J. Howard, make plays. You know that Arians and now his protege Leftwich can dial him up. Todd Bowles can coach defense. Now the Saints, that win against Dallas was impressive. They, they, they put on a clinic of just, we're tougher than you. We're more physical than you. Our front four is going to dominate your offensive line. We're just better than you. That, that was the last two weeks from the Saints... You know the uh, the uh, the gif of uh, Jeter's nephew tipping his hat to Derek Jeter. That, that's what I'm doing to Sean Payton and the Saints. It's been a, it's been a clinic these last two weeks of toughness, of coaching, of just players kind of digging deep without their star quarterback and just hitting teams right in the teeth. They did it to Seattle two weeks ago, and they did it last week to Dallas in a much closer game. But that it's been really really impressive. If Tampa goes and wins this game. I'm, Tampa's a playoff team. Like they're they're gonna they might win that division because the Saints could be in a little trouble if they started losing some games with Teddy. Tampa loses this game and it's close. I'll be pretty impressed with Tampa. I'm telling you, I think Tampa's in it for the long haul. The Saints, as I talked about earlier in the week, they just need Teddy to keep the keep the ship above water, uh, win games at home. That's why this game is pretty important. You know, if it, it'd be one thing if this game was in Tampa. It's at home. You got the home crowd advantage, the home field advantage. Tampa's been really good against the run. And Alvin Kamara is clearly one of the better, you know, non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Might be the best running back in the, him or McCaffrey right now in the NFL. So I, 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 I'm excited for this game. This is this is something that if you would have told me, hey, Tampa Saints in like August, I'd be like, ew. You tell me this early October, I'm in. Atlanta at Houston. This is one I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't wish this upon my worst enemy, but even just me and my buddies, we might change the channel. Atlanta's terrible. Have they, have they quit? Is it just over for Dan Quinn? If Dan Quinn gets blown out in this game, does he get fired? What's up with Houston? You you scored 10 points 
against Carolina. Now the counters, Carolina's defense playing really well. Ron Rivera has a long history of coaching good defenses. They, they're just their pass defense is good. Luke Keekley's a star. So maybe you go, you, you play against Atlanta, a team that's really soft, a team that's reeling. You kind of get your mojo back, get the get the trains back on the tracks, and you're what you'd be three and two. Atlanta would be one and four. It just it just it's over. If if Atlanta loses this game, which they're a pretty big underdog here on the road, I think we start talking. What are they going to do? Is this even a good job? Like, who would want this job in the offseason? Because the amount of money that they paid Matty Ice, you're kind of stuck with him. It's not like you could have some new quarterback. Like, Matty Ice is your quarterback in 2020. That's 1 million percent. Now, you could look at it. Well, they got Julio. Hooper's a good player. Calvin Ridley's a good player. Like, they do have a lot of offensive weapons. They drafted a bunch of offensive linemen. Maybe, maybe it's just time for a change. Maybe it was just inevitable for any team that would have had that Super Bowl loss would have derailed the franchise. Maybe, maybe it's just that simple. Super Bowl loss derailed the franchise, and you just need to kind of start over. Need, need a new voice. Sometimes you just need a new voice. I think Dan Quinn would probably be a defensive coordinator somewhere. Packers at Dallas. Probably, yeah, this is a game of the day. This is the game of the day. This is interesting. Dallas, for the first time, you've heard a little criticism of Kellen Moore. Like, oh, Kellen, you kind of got taken to pound town. Now, Kellen Moore's 31 years old. He just went on the road against Sean Payton and Dennis Allen, who's a really good defensive coordinator. It happens. It's not, people freak out. Like, yeah, you got beat. He tried plays that weren't working. He's going to be okay. Their offense has too many weapons. He, I think he's going to be a good coach. I, I, I've, I actually, I would bet the farm on Kellen Moore. If you're selling Kellen Moore stock, I will take it all. Now, this game's tough because Mike Pettin, like Dennis Allen, is one of the better defensive coordinators in the league. His... Here's the other thing. One thing that gives Amari trouble, and Amari's a little banged up right now, are physical corners. Well, what did the Saints have? They had Lattimore, who kind of got into him. Well, what do the Packers have? They have Jair Alexander, who's a dog. So that that's a rough matchup for Amari. Amari, you, you want the Cowboys to give you $20 million a year. You, we're going to need you to make some plays against some physical corners. Like You're going to need to make some plays against some pro bowlers. You don't just get to beat up on you know, Joe Schmo and, and, and Billy Smith. We need you to take out the Pro Bowl group or at least play well against those guys because that's part of what I'm paying you for. Obviously, to kick the crap out of the bad teams, to be good enough to compete against the good teams, and be one of the best players on a team once we make the playoffs. And the the performance I saw from Amari last week, I, I know he's a little dinged up, but he's always a little dinged up. That's Amari. That's what kind of frustrates you about the player. Uh, the other question is, is the Packers coming off that rough Thursday night loss where they have all those opportunities on the goal line, LaFleur, Rodgers go back in the lab. The offense just hasn't clicked right. Even in the game against Philly, it looked like Aaron Rodgers went a little old school. Like, I got this. I got this, coach. We're going to run my plays. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. This LaFleur, Rodgers relationship, what their offense looks like. It's pretty clear when you're running the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan offense. Long play action stuff. You're back looking at the defense. Matt Ryan, remember, his first year with Kyle said he hated it. It's pretty clear Aaron Rodgers doesn't feel that comfortable with it. It's something that you have to get used to. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, your best attribute is going, you know, three, four wide shotgun and just making plays. I want Aaron Rodgers to make plays. So is this offense, who would have ever thought that the offense, when Aaron Rodgers is still a good player, will ultimately be the downfall of this Packer team? And that, to me, that's what would happen if they lose this game. It would be because they're not scoring enough points. And Dallas's defense is good. This is, this is a, 
a matchup with just a lot of dudes on the field, a lot of high end dudes. And then what do we got? Uh, so I, I'd, I'd probably take Packers three and a half plus three and a half on the road in Dallas. That's I, I probably just wouldn't bet the game. Then the night game, which had a little more intrigue probably a week ago, and then the Colts got their ass kicked by the Raiders. You go, how are they going to hang with the Chiefs? They're an eleven point underdog. Texting with a buddy in the league, he's like, the one thing you look when you look at the Colts roster, they're small. They're not that big. They're just they're a smaller team. And the Raiders are actually a pretty big team, especially with their offensive line. They shoved them around. They, 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 they shoved the Colts around. Now, the Chiefs aren't really a shove-you-around team, but they're a, we're throwing 40 points on the scoreboard. And the one thing I noticed watching Raiders-Colts, Jacoby's solid. He's fine. But there are times when he's a little bit of a slow blinker. You know, when you wish that extra half second of holding on to the ball is the difference of a tip ball and a big gain. That extra half second of holding on to the ball or staring down a wide receiver is an incomplete pass or a pick six. And he hasn't played that much, so I'm, I'm not trying to be overly critical. That can't improve. The more reps you have, the faster things come to you. You know, the irony is the more reps you get, everything slows down so then you can play faster. When you think of, think of all the variables, like you experience more experience, so the game is slower to you, but you're actually playing at a faster speed. And that's what they need out of Jacoby. If this team, which I thought, and I, I think the Colts, the, I would imagine they got after their ass in practice in the film room because they got embarrassed. And I think the Colts have the character of the guys that they've acquired through Chris Ballard. They're going to respond. But th- this is this is the NFL. Sometimes you're just not good enough. At the highest level of any profession, you can care as much as the next guy. You can want it the most. You can have the deep burning desire. But if that guy across from you is just that much better there's not much you can do even if I'm an NBA player if I I I, I want to win so bad well if I can't cover LeBron James I just can't cover LeBron James like how are they gonna stop the Kansas City Chiefs I, I don't I don't see it the Chiefs are they're playing at home who the Chiefs just play they're oh they're on the road in, in Detroit so there's only their second home game the Kansas City fans got to be just on cloud nine I mean they got they basically got a better version of a young Brett Favre playing for them. The place is going to be nuts. Tough environment for Jacoby. The, the, the spread's a little big just because you're able to a little backdoor cover on the Chiefs. But I don't see how any way this game heading into the fourth quarter is a, is a tight game. I just I think the Chiefs are dramatically better than, uh, than the Indianapolis Colts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. 
See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, Middlecoff Mailbag. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. Slide up in those DMs. First DM, I think this is my first DM from a from a verified user, Lewis Young. Hi there, massive NFL fan from Australia, but have never chosen a team to root for. After listening to you and Colin, I feel that the team I should root for in the long run should have a good owner and structure going forward. Can you give me a few options on a team to root for in the long term? Well, let's flip it. If I, Whenever I root for, like, who should I root for with the EPL, with soccer? Because I'm a very, very casual soccer fan. You sound like a much more intense NFL fan. I just like, what team's Messi on? And if Messi's on Barcelona or Ronaldo was on a team, I'd just pick their team. So I'd go, who are the best players? I think two guys really stand out. I think the Chiefs would be a pretty safe bet. They got Mahomes, who's 23, 24 years old. He's going to be on the team for a while. They got a really stable owner, and they got an excellent coach. 
So I'd say the Chiefs would be a good option. I'd say the Eagles have probably the second sweetest uh, coach, or excuse me, quarterback, not coach, but Doug's a really good, and a good coach, and a really good owner. So you couldn't go wrong with the Eagles or the Chiefs. As you saw tonight, like Seattle or the Rams, I think would both be pretty solid, consistent ones. I personally would probably just approach it like I do soccer. I'd go, what team has the messy? And that messy is the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is Patrick Mahomes. So that, that's how I would do it. I would say under under no circumstances should you choose the Redskins or the Jets. Stay away from those two teams. Just whenever you think about, what about the Jets? Run. Okay, here's a question. Where do you stand on the Seahawks? Year after year, it looks like they're going to take a step back, but Pete Carroll always gets them in contending. As much as I want to say it's Russell Wilson's magic offensively, there's something that works in Carroll's system. So just wanted to hear your professional outlook. Well, I talked about it a lot to open up the podcast. I think they're a lock playoff team again, and now you start thinking, is this a 12-win team? Because I thought coming into the season they were 9 or 10. Now I start thinking, are they 12 or 13? Because the quarterback's that good. He really is that special. And Pete can screw up a challenge here and there, but, you know, who can't? Challenges can be tough. But, man, Russell Wilson, what a what a special, special player. Now, and I, I say it all the time, like, his, I, I don't watch his press conferences because it's a little too phony political for me. But just as a player, when I can just watch him in a vacuum, he is, I, I feel pretty confident saying this, he might be my favorite player of all time, watching. You know, Favre would be up there. Jerry Rice would be up there. I was a big Ray Lewis guy. I, I Russell Wilson's right up there. He, he's a he's definitely a top three or four player for me ever. Just to watch as a football fan on my couch, just to watch play, just just a joy to watch. Just started hearing you on the herd, and I like your takes. Appreciate that. I'm a Cowboys fan. Where do you think we stand this year for being able to win a championship? I think you have a. I think you have a, definitely have an opportunity to win the NFC. Uh, it's a big bounce back week. You're getting the Packers at home. See Kellen Moore. You know, he kind of got taken to school by Dennis Allen. And you know what? He's 31 years old. Dennis Allen's been in the league for years. Been a top-notch defensive coordinator at multiple spots. This is a big bounce back against a guy that's really good in Mike Pettin. So if Kellen Moore can you know, get the offense humming, get a big win against Mike Pettin, I think we'll be like, oh, Kellen Moore again. It's just the ebb and flow of the NFL. It's what makes the sport so special. But if... They put on a good performance and they beat the Packers. I'll start believing that that the Cowboys, like I've said, I, I I picked them to win the NFC to start the season. Now I got a little nervous last week, but playing in New Orleans, tough spot. But come on, playing Teddy Bridgewater, you got to be able to score more than what was the final score? Ten to twelve or eleven to twelve? I can't even remember the score. But they was it ten to nine? I mean, they couldn't score. You know, I I need I need touchdowns. And my guy Amari, I, I like trust me, I'm an Amari guy, but. His fatal flaws when he gets against these physical corners. That, that's my big, and I talked a little bit about it earlier on the game section. Him against Jair Alexander. Jair is a dog. Like, he wants all the smoke. I don't know if Amari always wants all the smoke. You know, I think Amari just... Amari likes a nice free release off the line of scrimmage. He, he likes just some some space to run his routes, and they're great routes. He's got great feet. He's a, he, he's a dynamic little route runner. It's like Marvin Harrison. But he does not like to be touched. That is not his thing. Like Julio, Michael Thomas, DeAndre, they don't mind getting, they don't touch them. You can, 
you can tackle them and they'll still make the catch. Amari's like, ah, eh, I'm over it. Do you think JT Daniels is a bust or too too or too soon to tell? Is there going to be a quarterback controversy at USC when he returns? He did have a massive, massive injury. Wasn't it like ligaments in his knee? I mean, it was a bad deal. I actually thought he was playing well before he went down in that game. So, to say he's a bust, I would say no. Like, to me, Adrian Martinez looks like a bust. in college-level bust, right? A high recruit that's turned out to be not that good. JT Daniels, when you get injured... I don't know. And I'd say his future at USC is just determined by who's going to be the next USC coach. Who's going to be the next USC coach? Because we we see it all the time, right? These coaches come in and they want their own guy. Especially a guy that's coming off a major injury. I I think there's a, I don't want to say 50-50 chance. Seems like pretty strong. Yeah, I'd I'd say 50-50 chance JT Daniels never starts another game at USC. Hell, it might be like 75% chance he never... It, it might be an upset moving forward if JT Daniels ever starts a game. Been listening to you since you started with the Herd, and I finally decided to add you to the gram. I appreciate it. The behind the scenes of football absolutely fascinates me. I was wondering if you could expand on just how many people are working behind the scenes for a team and all the different jobs and roles that are required to make the gears turn. Thanks. Well, I, I, someone asked me the other day, what's a quality control coach? And you hear that term thrown around a lot, a QC, a quality control coach. And what they basically are, I mean, it's the worst position on the staff where you are just in charge of breaking down all the film. So your days just are, are taken with just breaking down every game of the opponent you're playing of every situation, of clumping all the third, seconds, first downs, tendencies, personnel groupings, it's just a grind. And then I think you usually, on defense and offense, you break up your game planning between each one of the different coaches. So like your D-line coach will focus on the run game. Your DB coach will uh, focus on the passing game. They will get together with the coordinator and they'll help constitute the game plan. Same thing with offense. Your your O-line coach and maybe your running back focus on the run game. Your wide receiver and your quarterback coach focus on the passing game. Then your offensive coordinator, you guys get together as a group, and then you kind of decipher the game plan. And then you work through it as the week. And then you have the personnel staff who is in the office, the pro guys, evaluating all the NFL players, you know, the team, your upcoming opponents. My first job when I was like uh, my first year, I would do things like every night I would go around and hand out the weather and hand out the list of who was refing the games, and just all the little details, every injury report, to make sure every coach had uh, access to the injury report. And you just, there's a lot of things going on. You know, trainers, working with the head coach, working with the GM. You're constantly trying to balance who's going to be up and who's going to be down on game day. So if a guy's injured, but you don't want to cut him, you might have to cut someone else, then to elevate a guy. It's just like a big puzzle piece. And while the scouting staff is always kind of working on bigger picture stuff, you know, obviously college scouts are focused on the college guys, but you have a lot of in-house guys that are watching college and pro guys, watching free agency, while your coaching staff is is really just one million percent focused on that week's game, where your GM, your per- personnel directors, your scouts are kind of all over the map. They're working on different stuff. Now, one scout might be helping the coaching staff with an advance report, but usually like the road scouts are just 
they watch the game like like you and I do on a, on a couch on, on Sunday, especially if they don't live in the office. So that's a little overview, I guess. There's, I mean, there's so much. Maybe in the off season we'll get into meetings and how some of that stuff works. I wanted to ask about Sam Darnold. As a Jets fan who has one only loved one quarterback in my life, Chad Pennington, I feel like we're looking at the next Sanchez rather than the next savior. I know he's young and sample size is small and I'll keep out hope, but what am I not seeing that others are up to this point? Is my assessment spot on? Well, he's a much better athlete than Sanchez and I think he has a bigger arm. Now, I, I would imagine your parallels, he hasn't really played this year. You get Mono, you, we haven't seen him, right? He played week one, and then he's had he made out with a chick, and he's been gone. So I, I I can't really make any harsh judgments. He got a brand new coach, an offensive coach. He got a new weapon in Le'Veon Bell, and we just haven't been able to see him. I, I I can't even make a concrete statement. I liked him a lot coming out of USC. I like the makeup, a lot of similarities to me to Jared Goff, just the way the guy's wired. And I'm big on wiring with a quarterback. There's a handling stress. There's a alpha dog mentality to it. There is a just being a professional, you know, being able to handle yourself. And I think he checks all these boxes. I, I believe in him. I, I don't think he's too... Now, you, you could argue, is immaturity making out with a chicken getting mono? Or is that something that we all at 23 years old on an off day going out with, you know, going on a date, you hook up with her and you get mono? Like that, it it could happen to any single person. I I've never had mono, and I was making out with some chicks when I was younger, and I never got mono growing up. Uh, I know people that did. You know, I, I think it's kind of random. So do do you hold the mono against them? Because I I'd see both sides. I, I see how you could, and I I don't. But when you're the quarterback and you do get mono, like you are letting a lot of people down. Your coaches, your teammates your fans like there there are a lot of people that he let down even though he didn't mean to let them down like clearly if if you told him if you don't make out with that chick I mean let's call it what it is he probably did a little more than making out with her if you don't hook up with this chick you won't get mono would you choose to not hang up with her what if she was like just the most beautiful woman in the world I think he still would have said yes I will not hook up with this chick I will not get mono and I will be able to be the quarterback for my team all year long so I I it's just one of those weird years. Like, I don't even know what to say about Sam Darnold. He got mononucleosis in the National Football League as a starting quarterback. That's it's crazy. It's crazy even saying it out loud. I'm almost positive that you talked about this before, but I'm interested in getting in, into opponent scouting for my college, UCF. Should I start sending in a scouting report every week and hope someone reads it, or is there a better option? Thank you in advance. Uh, I would say no one would read it, just realistically. I would say maybe do some write-ups on some local recruits or something. I, I, I don't really know what you're shooting for. Like, are you, are you shooting to try to be a staff or uh, like a coach on the staff? Are you trying to be like an advanced scout for UCF? It depends what you're trying to do. If you're trying to be a coach, then I, I would recommend trying to work some of their camps in the offseason. If you're just trying to become a scout, maybe... Maybe write up the recruits and send them into the recruiting office more than send up the opponent because each week the college coaches are so focused on their opponent they just not to dis- discredit you know your ability to maybe be the most 
greatest college advanced scout in the history of college advanced scouts, but they're just not going to read it. It's just, it's just not happening. So I, I would do something more unique, like write up some top prospects that they're recruiting, do something like that that might make you stand out than just send an advance report. And maybe I'd be wrong. I mean, ask if you are a coach, ask a fellow coach, you know, what he thinks, because I, I don't have any experience in that. But if you're talking about scouting, I would probably take a different tactic just because if you send it to them during a game week, they're just too focused with their own preparation to to read your advanced scout. Uh, heard you killing MP on the clock management. Garrett also messed up the clock management at the end of the Saints game. With four minutes left, the Cowboys were going to get the ball back and should have started using the timeout at the point as it would have left Dak with over two minutes plus on uh, plus the two-minute warning. Garrett continues to make these stupid mistakes. Not letting Matt Patricia off the hook either. Both guys are in over their head. So no question here, just a statement acknowledging poor clock management. I I, I would, I'd have to go back. I, maybe I wasn't super locked in at the end of that, that game when they screwed up the, the two-minute warning. I think the problem with the clock management, it's obviously a different situation. Where, like, Jared Goff tonight, it was crazy how fast the Rams moved down the field with no timeouts. There are situations where you get where you go, God, they're not, they're contesting every blade of grass. Well, tonight, if you knew, I would have no problem being aggressive with timeouts to get the ball back in a situation where I knew the team was going to play prevent defense. Because you see these situations where you have the timeouts, but the team's not playing prevent defense. It's hard to get a five-yard gain. I mean, Jared Goff was boom, boom, bang, bang, and they went 45 yards. No problem with no timeouts, and it had time to spare. So, yeah, I I just think that some of these coaches, it's hard. I mean, I'm not acting like it's an easy situation to be in. The game's moving really fast at warp speed on the field. But I I actually think Jason Garrett's not as bad as people think. Now, he's not as good as, like, when you look in in his conference, like McVay, Sean Payton. I'd take Kyle Shanahan over him. I'd take Matt Nagy over him. Uh, who else am I missing? What other? The AFC South. I'd take Sean Payton over him. Take Pete Carroll over him. Yeah, he's just, I don't know if he's good enough to beat those guys. And that's, it makes me think, like, Middlecoff, you picked, I just went third person, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. How did you pick the Dallas Cowboys? Jason Garrett's head coach. That's probably a good question. I feel like the criticism of Mitch Trubisky has been a little excessive. He struggled, but... So is Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield. I also feel that quarterbacks get too much credit for success and too much blame for failure. True. At the end of the day, it's the system. What I see Mitch being too risk-adverse, avoiding interceptions, and the others going for it and throwing picks, I don't see a fatal flaw at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the reality is with Mitch Trubisky. He's athletic enough, he has a good enough arm, and knowing people with the Bears, his work ethic, his character his intelligence, he checks all these boxes. His only problem is when he gets in game situations, he either presses too much and it goes too fast and he like airmails guys or he he tries to be too conservative. He just needs to get to the point and maybe this will happen in two or three years after just a lot of experience where he just kind of lets it rip. Just play. Stop overthinking it. Right now to me, Mitch Trubisky is an overthinker. Because he does have talent. Like, his physical gifts are there. He has an above-average arm. 
He's definitely big enough. He's a really good athlete. I just, I know all the intangible stuff he checks off. So he just now has to, from what I hear, he stacks good practices. He, he flashes plays when he's on the field, but he just can't do it consistently. And that's part of it. It's just quarterback's hard. The Playing the position is very, very difficult. And I think younger guys, like, hey, Mitch, you don't need, all you need to do is be a game manager. The defense is elite. We have offensive weapons. We'll just dump, dink and dunk, get them the ball, and we'll be fine. We'll win every game 17 to 7. We'll go 12 and 4, averaging 17 points. <laughs> Probably the only team in the NFL that could do that. Win, win 12 games, averaging 17 points. That's because their defense is that good. So, Mitch, just, just, just operate like Alex Smith. We don't need you to be Aaron Rodgers. And sometimes he gets running around, he tries to think, act like he's Russell Wilson. Like, Mitch, calm down, buddy. Just, just, just go to your check down and let's get a first down, get another first down, then we'll punt, and then our defense will get a turnover and a pick six, and then we'll score that way. Appreciate everyone listening. Fun, fun night, man. That Thursday night football, what a game. Really is what a game. God, I love football. Uh, subscribe, tell all your friends about the podcast. Appreciate everyone listening. We did enormous numbers last month and uh thanks for everyone for spreading the word and pressing play when this thing comes out have a great weekend enjoy football Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, You can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.